0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are joined by Buccaneers.com senior writer and editor Scott Smith to preview the Buccaneers and Washington football team wild card game. And as we did with Carmen earlier in the week, we want to play a little game. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. You
1: are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay
2: Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucs podcast. I am James Yarko joined as always by Dave Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at JArco underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation if you haven't already make sure you go back and check out yesterday's crossover episode with chris russell of locked on washington football team he and david break down the wild card game it's a great listen chris is a very very uh, informed and intelligent, re- or ooh, Washington football team podcaster. But on this episode, we are going to do our final preview of that wild card game, and no one better to do it with than senior writer and editor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can find him on Twitter at Scott S Bucks. Good friend of the show, Scott Smith. Scott, how you doing, buddy? I'm really doing good. Um, you
1: know, this is like a Friday of a of a. um a normal Sunday week, so things have we're pretty much through all the fire right now, and now it's just a waiting game.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and thanks for joining us, guys. As we take a look at the wild card round, and and you know the first time in a long time we've been able to do this pertaining to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or for the fans out there who don't know, just like you said, it's the final day today because the Buccaneers do play on Saturday night. Hopefully, all the fans out there know that, but uh, that also means we got the final injury reports of the week today. While well, on Thursday, as we're recording this. Of course, Devin White is not going to be able to clear COVID protocols before Saturday's game, so he's out. Jeremiah Ledbetter also out, which is a little bit problematic because Steve McClendon still is on uh, the reserve COVID-19 list as well. Carlton Davis, a full participant on Thursday. Uh, Mike Evans, a limited participant, both listed as questionable. LaShawn McCoy listened as a DNP on Tuesday and then did not participate on Thursday with an illness, not COVID-related, also questionable. And then Rojo, JPP, Adamakinsu, all good to go for Saturday night. Scott, what are your thoughts on the final report coming out before the guys traveled and land over uh, to face Ron Rivera and the Washington football team?
1: Well, the Carlton Davis part is obviously very good, uh, full participation and, and coach Arians had said at the beginning of the week that he thought he would be up and running for the game. So that seems to be occurring. Uh, I think the Mike Evans one, I have not yet heard a statement that makes me believe hundred percent that he's going to play is the way I would put it. Um, I know there was a lot of optimism at the beginning of the week and, there's been no setback. There's nothing bad has happened, and and Mike was always targeted to practice today, and he did, apparently, in a limited fashion. Um, he's been taking part in the walkthroughs. That's a good sign, because why bother, if you're not going to have him in the game plan, to have him run through the plays? Right. But I, I would like to have at some point heard, oh, yeah, he's definitely good to go. I, I, they call him a game-day decision, and I believe that's absolutely true. We all know that Mike will grit through like he did earlier in the season for several games when he was basically running around on one leg. You you know he will do it if they want him to, um, but I'm not 100% ready to say it's going to happen for sure.
0: Of course, we also got that final injury report from Washington football team, and they're only going to be without thomas davis senior bucks fans obviously you're going to remember his time with the carolina panthers defensive tackle jonathan allen cornerback kendall fuller guard brandon scherfer are all good to go while uh running back antonio gibson receiver terry mclaurin linebacker kevin pierre louis and of course the big one quarterback alex smith all listed as questionable. I think most of us expect all of those guys to go as much as they can, but what are your thoughts on the opponent side of the injury report? And really, how do you feel about the whole rotating quarterback situation that could be developing in Washington?
1: Yeah, I, that Alex Smith one uh, is definitely intriguing. Um, you know, it, it, the fact that they would publicly come out and, and concede that they're considering a quarterback rotation, so that during the game, Smith could uh, rest that calf injury, uh, tells me that it's something they expect to be hampering him during the game, as it did last week, and um, I, you know that's significant. I think
0: yeah.
1: uh, obviously a team's going to do what they have to do, and I don't think the idea if if Smith were fully healthy and you were going to rotate quarterbacks, I would think that would be ludicrous, uh, but that just, you know, I don't think it's a terrible, it's a crazy idea, but I also don't think it's optimal. I mean, I think this is good news for Buccaneer fans and you don't really want to say injuries are good news in any way, but it's already happened. It's, it's fact, he's already hurt. So, you know, I, I think that makes it tougher on Washington. I really do. I I don't think it's a good situation for them at all. And of course, they're going to say positive things about it, about how well Taylor Heineke, is that how it's pronounced? Heineke? Right. Uh, it, that he knows the system, but I mean, this is a guy that's had one career start, you know, and he played well last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Um, but you know, it's not Drew Brees, yeah. it's not, it, it's not one of those guys. That it's not Aaron Rodgers. So that seems like a positive thing for the game in in terms of the Buccaneers.
2: Right, and and I keep going back to that old adage credited to John yeah, Madden, yeah. where if you've got two quarterbacks, you have none, or you no don't have any. Right. Um, <laughs> So that'd be interesting. And then I was on a Washington football team podcast earlier today, Scott, and they pointed out to me that Alex Smith, apparently, according to their research, has one of the longest snap to throw uh, rates, which is, it was at like 2.88 seconds, I think. Um, but then he also has one of the longest uh, snap to scramble uh, uh, times. So that's obviously a little bit problematic if you've got a quarterback that usually relying on his mobility to extend his opportunities to throw, but then also extend his opportunity to scramble when he can't do that. When he's got um, a longest snap to scramble? Not what the f- longest, but a long, like a pretty long one uh, in the league. I can't remember where they said he be- ranked.
1: How long before the snap until he scrambles? Or
2: Yeah, I think it was like 5.2 seconds or something usually on average when he scrambles. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the number of a mobile quarterback. No, it really doesn't. Actually, I was a little bit surprised on how long he holds the ball before he decides to run. But yeah, I mean uh the fact that he'll be hampered in even trying to get out of the pocket when he yeah. when he does try to is is obviously So The point a is we,
0: we we got a shot to affect him with if we can get a decent pass rush going. Oh, absolutely. More with Scott Smith coming up in just a minute as we start to dive into the predictions portion of the episode, but first have to give a shout out to our good friends over at Rock Auto rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need and just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer those prices at rockauto.com they are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals as well as the do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts don't do that Go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 2020 is... Mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts.
2: And Scott, we kind of talked off air. We've got a game that we want to play later on in this episode. So we're going to kind of fast forward a little bit into the topics we usually use to close close out our show. And that is, of course, the predictions portion of the show. And, and we're going to start with you since you're the guest, but let's start with bold predictions. Uh, Scott, if you if you have a bold prediction to throw out there for this weekend's game, what would it be?
1: A bold prediction. How about Kevin Minter gets a sack?
2: I like Love it.
1: Love it. Yeah. I don't think he's – I think he's a decent passer. He's not Devin White. There, I mean, right. you, the, the numbers that Devin White put up this year in terms of an inside linebacker rushing passer are pretty rare. And we all can see the incredible acceleration when – The back stays in, and he's like, "Okay, now I can go after the quarterback." He (laughs) he closes the ground so fast, and I don't think Kevin Minter or very many guys are that guy. But I've seen him uh, seem to have pretty good timing in his blitzes or what White does going in when the back stays in. I think he he could do that, and I don't think they're the Bucks are going to change their defensive game plan um, because Minter's in there instead of White. If if they want to dial up that blitz up the middle, they'll do it, and uh, and Levante too, but. Um, you know, Minter did have that sack in Carolina that was erased by a penalty that I wasn't very fond of. Right. Uh, right. So there you go. That's mine.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. A good one. If Kevin yeah. can find a way to affect the quarterback himself and plays Devin White, that would obviously just boost that Buccaneers defense. Even better. Uh, Actually, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on my bull prediction, Scott, because it's kind of a strategic type of bull prediction. Um, Obviously, everybody's a little bit worried about how the Buccaneers offensive line is going to handle that Washington football team pass rush and specifically chase young going up against Donovan Smith, who I think has had one of his better seasons. I know we said the same thing last year. He's had one of his better seasons Um, this season. I think we can kind of say the same thing again. I know there's been some down moments, but I think overall he's done a pretty good job. And then, of course, lately as well. Um, if, but if he can't hold up against Chase Young on his own, obviously the Buccaneers are going to have to do something, whether it's chip blocks and all that stuff to help him out. My concern is that if they can't quell or contain Chase Young very well early on, that it's going to lead to a lot more Leonard Fournette and that he might out snap Ronald Jones because of that pass rush.
1: The funny thing is, he was talking about that the other day and he admitted that that hadn't previously been a strength for him and you would have thought it was because he's such a big guy that can, you know, with good feet. But, um, yeah, we've seen him do quite well in that regard. <clears throat> as far as my prediction, I want to point out that, and I have two witnesses to this, that for basically no reason at all, I predicted Anthony Nelson would get his first sack in Detroit in Week 16, and he did. So nice. maybe I'm a kingmaker here with these sacks. There you go.
2: <laughs> and hey, I mean, go back to the beginning of the season. Scotty Miller uh, w- was cooking pretty well until he got injured, unfortunately, and then I know kind of oh, didn't I didn't say get.
1: I, I thought he'd get to six or seven hundred yards. He didn't yep. quite get there because he
0: would
2: have. Oh, he would have if he was He would have for sure.
1: And if Antonio Brown hadn't arrived. That's
2: true. Yeah, that's as well. James, what's your bowl prediction?
0: All right, my bowl prediction, and Scott can correct me if I'm wrong, because I did this research while sitting at my son's hockey practice, but I'm 99% sure that I I found all the stats. My bowl prediction is that Tom Brady is going to continue to etch his name into the Buccaneers record books. Right now, the record for most passing yards in a postseason game – it's 249 right i'm doing this off the top of my head oh you are so close it is 259 Ah. oh that was impressive And and two
1: touchdowns
0: and two touchdowns is the record both are held by brad johnson brad johnson threw the two touchdowns on two different occasions the 259 came against the philadelphia eagles in the nfc championship my bold prediction is that Tom Brady will break both of those records in this wild card game going for 303 against a defense that is allowing 191.8 passing yards per game and only 20.6 points per game.
1: Yeah, that's great. It all comes down to him having time to throw, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which then plays into David's bold prediction that Leonard Fournette is going to help keep Chase Young (laughs) wanting Tom Brady and not quite getting Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> yeah, Washington's uh, defense is obviously, their, their numbers are very, very good, yeah. but I, I wonder if they're not getting to the quarterback or is the back end of that defense really all that special? Kendall Fuller and Ronald Darby are good corners, but I don't think they're otherworldly corners. You know,
2: right. I think one. it's definitely a situation where that pass rush is obviously helping make that secondary look a little bit better versus we've seen some defense in the past where the secondary can almost make the pass rush look better.
1: Yeah, like New Orleans has done that to us sometimes. Right. And uh, But, you know, they don't have Landon Collins. He's out for the year. And I think if you saw in the last few games, there, I know that Tom Brady deservedly really gets a lot of credit for helping with our very good sacks per pass play number, which I think we're second in the league at 3.51%. And, and that's true. But in recent games, there have been many instances where he has had an enormous amount of time to sit back there and operate. In that pocket, and and that's how we get these long developing plays, like the the touchdown to uh, Antonio Brown, where he ended up throwing it to him, cutting left to right, and and he turned it up the sideline and scored. And and that that took a long time before he threw that ball. So you know, chance to to go through his reads and find the guy. I don't think that that secondary is going to be able to stop him.
2: Yeah, and then of course, Scott, all that's going to affect the 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 path of the game, the pace of the game, then the final score, and that's kind of our next category of score predictions. Uh so Scott, who do you who do you think is gonna win this game and, and by what score if you have one?
1: I think the Buccaneers win this game 27 to 14. Okay.
2: And I have uh the Buccaneers winning as well, and I've got them 31 to 10. That'll be posted up at BucksNation.com uh today, I believe, right, James? Uh
0: yes. Yes, that will be up today. And I have the Buccaneers winning 31 to 14.
1: Oh, so it's like a combination of our two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you guys we, both said
0: thirty-one, and you and I both said fourteen. It's so we're—I mean, we we have them surrounded. One of <laughs> us is bound to be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Scott, our final prediction is going to be a playoff prediction. You've seen a lot of football, therefore you have seen. Yeah, the playoffs unfold in a lot of different ways, even when the Bucs weren't in them. So we'd like your insight this weekend. We already know the Buccaneers uh, are beating the Washington football team, according to our predictions. So let's go ahead and keep with Saturday. And we are going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, Buffalo is just they're firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, They're one of the most complete teams in the league. Uh, you know, those. I know it, you may not think of Miami as a great team, but they had the best scoring defense in the league before that game, and they hung 56 on them. So I just don't – I think Indy has kind of um, snuck by in a lot of their games. I think they're a very good team, but they, they, they've they had a lot more drama in their games. And, and I don't, don't necessarily think that Phillip Rivers, who's had an incredible career, is a guy that I trust – to be able to overcome Buffalo. I, I could see him making some mistakes, uh, especially if they get behind a little bit. I, I just think Buffalo's right now just on too much of a hot streak for Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. And I also feel really bad for my boss that his beloved Indianapolis Colts are going to somehow end up with Carson Wentz next year. And that's just <laughs> uh poor guy. How about the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks?
1: I think that'll actually be a pretty good game. Uh, that Rams defense is very good. Uh, but I think Seattle has kind of found their groove here at the end of the season, um, and, and that they'll take care of them. I mean, they beat the Rams just a couple weeks ago, I believe, and uh, the Rams – the difference is the the Seattle defense – I can remember watching that Seattle Rams game a few weeks ago, and it was a low-scoring game, and the announcers were talking about how, of course it was because these were two great defenses going against each other, and I was yelling at the TV – two great defenses because I hadn't realized that Seattle had totally turned it around. I just remember the first six, seven, eight weeks of the season, they were on a pace for historically bad pass defense numbers. And then all of a sudden I'm listening to this game in week 14 or 15, and they're talking about what a great defense it is. And then I look at the numbers and they're right. I mean, that defense is playing great now. So, you know, the two good defenses and and only one good offense with either John Wolford or uh, probably seriously hampered, jared goff so i think seattle has very little it, it should be a good game but i think seattle's the the
0: obvious pick there all right then moving over to sunday we got the ravens at the titans that's a good one boy that's it, a good one it is i'm gonna
1: uh, and i i don't know who's favored in that one and i know tennessee beat them last year
0: or was that two years ago i believe it was last year
1: tennessee upset them in baltimore you know i think they were the one seed and all that and uh uh, you know, Baltimore is kind of just like Seattle. They sort of righted their their ship, and I think they've won five or six in a row heading into the playoffs, which is great. But I think this is a game where where Tennessee uh, handles them again with Derrick Henry, and and um, Ryan Tannehill has a good game, and I'm going to go with the the, t- the home team there.
0: All right, and then next up is the game that every single one of us will be watching on <laughs> the Nickelodeon Children's right. broadcast, because why not? Let's see what that's all about, the Bears yeah. and the Saints.
1: Yeah, I want to check that out too. I, I would love to make a bold prediction here because it would help the Buccaneers potentially if the Bears upset the Saints, but uh, that's not going to happen. I, I do not believe in Mitch Trubisky at all. I, I, this storyline about how he saved their season is probably going to get them in hot water after the season ends if they decide he's their savior. Um, so, yeah, I think New Orleans wins that one easily.
0: And finally, will letting the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs bite the Pittsburgh Steelers in the butt <laughs> as they host the Browns? Um, I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe you'll know. I'm not sure. But I heard somewhere that the last two times that the Browns were in the playoffs, they lost to the Steelers in the first round. So this could make a third time in a row. Do you happen to know if that's if that's correct?
1: Or- no, I don't know if that's true, but that's got to be really hurtful to Cleveland
0: fans. That's got to be just about the worst thing they could hear.
1: That's a tough one, honestly, because Cleveland is just so – the the range of, of possibilities of what they could do to me every week is so wide. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they could beat the best team in the league, and I think they could lose to Jacksonville. I, I, they're, I think they're very hard to predict. Um, uh, I'm not sold on Pittsburgh either, although their defense is so, so – so good at applying pressure um i I guess i just have to reluctantly go with
0: the home team on
1: that one and go with pittsburgh
0: all right so in in wild card weekend you've gone chalk on all of them except for the buccaneers which if they win they would actually be the first wild card team to beat a division winner with a losing record in the playoffs which is a wild statistic um and of course that that last losing record was the Panthers coached by yeah.
1: Rivera <laughs> um, against Arizona coached by Bruce Arians. Oh man. Oh um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. And, uh, and I actually wish I hadn't gone shot cause I went back and look through the, the five and the results of the five and six seeds since 2002, because that's when you know, we've been at six playoff teams since 1990, but from 90 to, to 2001, that was three divisions, so it was three wildcard teams. So the 4-5 or five matchup was always two wildcard teams. And so the, the four seed, which uh, would, would have the home game, um, would have a better record. It wouldn't be a situation like this where the five seed, which is a wildcard team, has a much better record than the home team is a division winner. So since 2002, when it became four divisions and two wildcards, uh, like the situation basically is now, I know there's seven teams, but it doesn't change the fact that it's the four or five matchup. Um, there have been a lot of upsets by the five and six seeds in that span. Uh, 15 of the 36 games between the four and the five in that span went to the went to the five. So this, this opening round of the playoffs is very unpredictable, and you can't really just assume the home teams are going to win. So I'm a little irritated at myself that I went with some <laughs> of the home teams there.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think the matchups are kind of – yeah, you know, they are what they are. I I would not have picked any of those games differently if that makes you feel
2: any here. better. More coming up to wrap up the week here at the Lockdown Bucks podcast with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, senior writer and editor, Scott Smith. All this brought to you, of course, by our friends at betonline.ag. The college football championship game is getting set to take place. So if you want to get some action on that, of course, you can go to betonline.ag and do that. Of course, you've got all the wild card games and you've even got some Super Bowl winner odds. Uh, that you can go ahead and put some money on if you want to. There's only one place that we want to ask you to go to for that and only one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Segment three of the Locked On Bucks podcast coming up.
0: Wrapping things up here with Scott Smith, senior writer and editor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joining us on our final episode of the week here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. Looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action? Listen to Locked on NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brock are joined by a betting expert an analyst from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, we've got a game we want to use to end the episode. We're not sure if, if Carmen told you about this or not, but we played a similar game with her. She almost enjoyed it maybe it it (laughs) kind of sprang up some a little bit of anxiety and and frustration but she did really well um yeah she said you would actually be much better at it than she is uh but your version is going to be a buccaneers playoff specific version and now david is going to explain the rest
2: yeah, Scott, in this game, like I said, hopefully it's going to be fun. It's it's all Buccaneers playoff related, and it's all related to the same time frame that you've been with the team. So you have worked for the organization during each and every one of these games. And basically what I'm going to do, Scott, is I've got a play call highlight from a Buccaneers playoff game. I'm going to play it for you, and what we're asking you to do is to place the game, and if you can, even the season. I know some of them run together every once in a while. Um, they're going to start off easy. There's only three of them, so we're going to go easy, kind of maybe a little bit harder, and then the harder, hardest one uh, at least in my eyes, is will be the last one. This first one, Scott, should be, like I said, kind of the warm-up to get you kind of get you comfortable with the game. No opponent identifiers, so there's not going to be any opponent player names or logo names or team names or anything like that in the clip. Uh, any questions on that, Scott?
1: No, sounds pretty easy.
2: And also, James doesn't know the answers. With Carmen, he knew the answers as well. He doesn't know the answers here. So if you do need something to bounce ideas off of, James okay. is available. Um, so here is the first clip.
0: It's first and goal.
2: Tampa Buccaneers may ride to the Super Bowl with that one. All right, Scott, can you can you pick that clip out? It was the one I was actually
1: going to guess before you even played it. It's the uh, 2002 NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, the 92-yard interception return for a touchdown by Randy Barber. You you definitely gave me the easiest possible one to begin with. So yeah, I mean you, right you got to put that. it in
2: there. We got to put it in there. It had to be one of them. Uh, All right. So one for one on there. And I mean, uh, the entire clip is what it is. I mean, they didn't even, Joe Buck didn't even mention the Eagles, Don, maybe nab anybody in the clip. So there was no editing involved there, but there is some editing involved in this one, Scott, and no Buccaneers identifiers in this play. You ready for the next one?
1: Yes.
0: Third down and seven. This is.
2: And that's a touchdown.
1: Big games keep coming up with big plays. This time, he's going to be working on the safety. Zach Bronson, who's coming off the foot injury. He had to come out of the ball game in the third quarter last week. But just one of those rock-steady kind of guys, Troy. We saw in practice, they kept throwing these corner routes.
2: All right, Scott. So all the Buccaneers clues are cut out of there, but I did leave some identifiers in yeah, there.
1: You gave me the Zach Bronson, but I can't place that one.
2: Uh, third and seven. Oh boy. Third and seven, Zach Bronson was the defender on the play. I didn't leave in the team identifier for the opposing team. They didn't get to that part yet. And it, and they did mention that in practice leading up to the game, they had seen them use that corner route to that player very often, basically planning to exploit that matchup.
1: Okay. Could be Joe Jerovich. No, that was against Atlanta. I mean, I'm thinking, of you know, if it was touchdown passes, both of them were to Keenan McCardle, and one was sort of a comebacker. He just came across the line. It wasn't really a corner route. And then I'm trying to remember if Joe Gavviches caught a touchdown pass in the San Francisco game in the left side of the end zone. But I think I'm getting that confused with the Atlanta
0: game. Yeah, I don't think Gavviches had a touchdown in that Niners game. I thought I guess it was Keyshawn and Keenan
2: each had one. Okay, and Keenan had bo-
1: Keenan had both of them in the. I guess I'm just gonna have to go. It was one of the two touchdowns for Keenan McCardell in the Super Bowl.
2: All right, here is the unedited clip.
0: Third down and seven. This is Jerovicious.
2: And that's a touchdown. So it was Jerovicious. It was, yeah.
1: You that's, talked me out of it. Was it San I'm Francisco? Sorry, Scott.
2: Yeah, so we won't get all the way to the end there. It was Joe Jerovicious in the left corner of the end zone, Scott, against the San Francisco 49ers. So you I should have, stuck, I didn't trust should your have stuck
1: to my guns, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture uh, in, in one buck of him standing there after they – uh, and somebody, there's somebody behind him holding up his hands for a touchdown. But I just couldn't remember if it was that game or the Atlanta game where he, I think he scored on a very similar play. Yeah. Uh, so that's James's fault.
2: It is. I get half a point there. Listen, I'm very surprised that James did because James is, has actually been talking to the lead up to this this playoff uh, preview about how much of a fan he was of Joe Giravicious. So I was really, I actually put that one in there for James. Oh, Joe's, cool. Hi, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. You ready, Scott? Yes. So again, it's the tailback, the blocking back from the one, third Third and goal. Play
0: fake and touchdown to the tight end.
2: What a phenomenal play by the rookie. All right. So there's the clip. Third and goal from the one. You had a, a back lined up, you had a blocking back, and then you had a rookie uh, involved in that play, that, that outstanding play in a very outstanding game in Buccaneers' playoff history.
0: I think uh, I know it, but I'm not 100% sure.
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I know Mike also had the um, clinching touchdown against Detroit in 97. Warwick Dunn was a rookie then. Uh, did he have the first of the two touchdowns in what I think was a 20-10 to 10 win? Uh, because, let's see, 99... I don't think I can pinpoint a rookie there or 2002. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go. War done in the '97 Detroit game.
0: Well,
2: here's here's the full clip if you guys can hear it.
0: So again, it's all stopped. The tailback, McLeod, the blocking back from the one third and goal play fake and King touchdown to John Davis, the tight end.
2: phenomenal play by the rookie sean king oh the
1: rookie was the quarterback
2: yeah sean uh, okay
1: yeah he it was after the warren sap fumble forced fumble on brad johnson that was recovered by Eve white and uh the the game-winning drive and sean king faked the handoff and rolled out and in duke in in day didn't fall for it and ran right at him so sean king had to like throw it immediately and kind of lob it over him. And John Davis, who was like the third string tight end, was
2: wide open. Absolutely. Brilliant memory, Scott. Wow. That was impressive. Um, Yeah, I mean, you described it better than Joe Buck did. I mean, uh, Sean King is on his back before the ball even lands in, in the tight end's hands. And it's just such an amazing play. Uh, and then, of course, the way it ends is, is what was most amazing to me is that future Buccaneers Super Bowl winning quarterback, Brad Johnson, yeah. <laughs> you know, a bad snap on the you know, potential game winning field goal. And and nobody leaks out to try to, to catch a pass from him. And that's how it goes down. So. yeah, Exciting. Great stuff. So, yeah, Scott. So, I mean, uh, a very and we told Carm like this one's gonna be more difficult because it spans literally the entire history of, you know, of Tampa Bay Buccaneers playoff football. But I think that your memory of, of working for that franchise has definitely been on full display. I, I
1: feel I wish I would have just gone with my first instinct on the second one, though, because I think even the very first thing I said out of this was, yeah. was Joe Jerk. And then I stopped myself.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> couldn't remember for sure if it was the
2: Atlanta game or the San Fran game. But uh, that was yeah. fun. That was fun. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you partaking in that.
0: It was fun. Scott, what are what are some of your final thoughts here on what it's been like being part of the organization from the last playoff berth all the way to this one? And, and what is truly different about this trip? Versus the last two uh, that the that the Bucks had, both losses to NFC East teams, including one to this very you know Washington football franchise.
1: Yeah, those were actually both home games, which I know you know. Um, so this is the first road trip we've taken in the playoffs since that Philadelphia game, believe it or not. So that's different. But the the big difference, obviously, is Tom Brady, and the, and that's what this is. That's what strikes me about this season. You went back, you go back to March. And they made the unbelievable move. And Tom Brady made the decision, obviously to to tango there to chase this different challenge. And at that point, you know that the Buccaneers are all in and that doesn't mean that didn't mean it was guaranteed to work, but it did. I mean, I don't think we're where we are now without Tom Brady. And it was such a bold move by the franchise and a great, uh, an incredible landing by Jason light. And and to see it unfold this way. And, and, you know, there were some ups and downs, but when it all said and done, you look at the numbers and you look at the leadership and you look at how it all ended up and you realize that worked, man, that obviously keeping the defense intact was important. Getting Rob Gronkowski was important, but Tom Brady was the deal and it worked. And now we are going into the playoffs with the greatest of all time. And I know you could say, well, yeah, but you could bring back Johnny Unitas right now and he wouldn't be able to lead you to a win. You're, you don't have the Tom Brady that was 2005 or 2010 or 2015. You've got 43-year-old Tom Brady. But look at the way he's been playing down the stretch. And and then you add in the fact that he knows how to win in the playoffs. And you've you got to be excited as a Buccaneers fan because even as the five seed, it's not unrealistic to expect this team to make a deep run in the playoffs. And that's that's really, really exciting you know, even more so than the 05 and 07 seasons, this is a team that feels like it could do some damage. And obviously it has to get past a good Washington team first, but you know, it all, to me, it all comes back to the Tom Brady move.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much for some of your time. Really appreciate having you on. Looking forward to having you on again soon. Hopefully previewing a super bowl or maybe talking yeah. about a super bowl victory, but we know you, uh, you're going to have your hands full here with this, uh, this first playoff run in over a decade. What do you have on tap over a Buccaneers.com that our listeners can look forward to seeing?
1: Well, uh, all the same coverage that we normally do, but just a little bit more, um, you know, we're, we're trying to break down what the opponent uh, each time, how we match up against each one. And, and then also I, I'm not involved in it much, but I just have to, to, uh, pump up the, some of the content that our video people are producing. Um, I just think we are, you know, it's a tough situation for those people. There's only so many people that can be around the team closely and can make the road trips, but the content that they're putting out is fantastic. And my personal favorite is the, um, film session every week with Rondé Barber. I I watch that every week and I learn something. So if I were to tell fans to, to, um, check out one thing every week on the website on Buccaneers.com, it would be Rondé Barber's film session. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, always, always fantastic to see that. So again, Scott, thank you so much for some of your time. Really appreciate having you on.
1: Thanks, guys. It's always a good time. I, I want to talk before the Super Bowl. But Let- let's say right now that
0: if we make
1: the Super Bowl, we're going to do one of these. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. We-, we will sharpie it in. <laughs> all right and of course you can check out everything that scott has going on over at buccaneers.com also you can follow him on twitter at scott s bucks. you can check out everything david and i are doing over at bucksnation.com send us your post game reaction voicemails to 813-444-5841 follow along on twitter at LockedOnBucks, at underscore bucks at Harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day enjoy the wild card game on saturday postseason football in tampa bay once again stay safe stay healthy wash your hands and please be good to one another and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on box